Sorana Cristea, Elena Rabakina, match of the year. Sorana Cristea, performance of the year. Sorana Cristea, Elena Rabakina, match of the tournament. Sorana Cristea, 33 years old, playing at the US Open for the 15th time. First time ever, she threw to the fourth round. Amongst active players, she has the sixth most Grand Slam appearances and also the sixth most Grand Slam matches played in her career. 15th time at the US Open. She'll finally play in the second week. Sori Cristeo, this year alone on hard courts, has beaten Sabalenka, Rybakina, Mukova, Carol Garcia twice, Vondrusova, Keys, Alexandrova, Beahadadmaya. And still. Hmm? What else? Sori Cristeo, this is her fourth top five win of the year. Sori Cristeo performance of the year now before anyone says anything uh elena rabakino was not injured hmm? she was not ill or sick she wasn't bad she played really well i'm, I'm gonna take this one step further and say elena rabakino today would have beaten a lot of players and you know also who you know who I'm talking about. Yes, also her. Today, if Iga played Rabakino, huh. a, a lot of players today, if they played Rabakino, oof, Rabakino wasn't bad. She wasn't even half bad. Elena Rabakino played amazing, despite what some people will tell you. Yeah, her serve wasn't, like, insane. Her serving numbers weren't great, but... Elena Rabakina was really good today, but you know what? Sori Cristeo was just better. Sori Cristeo, 33 years old. Performance of a lifetime, would you say? Forehand, backhand. Her defense is incredible. Hitting the ball, the ball striking from both sides is incredible. The way she absorbs power is incredible. The way she can redirect balls with pace is incredible the way that she stands on the baseline doesn't give up any ground holds her ground you can't hit through her she'll play every single ball back she will not give you she'll not give up any of the courts wow Alina Arbakina's performance today would have beaten a lot of people but Sori Cristeo, no. Sorry, and let me tell you something about Sori Cristeo today. So after the Sori Cristeo match, I tuned it into the Djokovic match. I know there's a, I know, you know, big difference, men's game, women's game. But she was doing a lot of things better than Djokovic today. I'll tell you what specifically that I noticed. Sori Cristeo during her match against Rubakino... And I, I'm not exaggerating here. I promise you, in, for the longest time, I have never seen a player take the ball out of the air with more confidence and conviction and execute as well as Sori Cristea. I have not seen that from time. Djokovic himself couldn't even do it. Not as well as her. I understand different maybe circumstances, um, whatever. But you can take nothing away from Sori Cristea today. It was an incredible performance. Fearless. Courageous. The way, not only the, the, the decision and sort of the bravery to take the ball out of the air. So many so, sort of volleys and overheads. A lot of the players would let it bounce. But then that gives your opponent time to sort of reset or get into position. Sori Cristeo took the ball out of the air damn near every single time she could and executed so perfectly. Of course, you see a lot of people opt for that, and then you're just sitting there staring at your TV. Let the ball fucking bounce. But that's because they fuck it up. They don't execute properly. 
Sorry, Cristeo was incredible today. All facets of the game. Serving on fire. Better numbers than Rabakano. Doesn't mean that Rabakano served poorly. Sorry, Cristeo just served better. She returned better. Of course, Rabakano, and you know, in some rallies, she hit some incredible shots. Sorry, Cristeo was playing so good. Her defense, her anticipation, her movement, her shot selection, her decision making so fucking good the quality of striking in the match from both players best i've seen this year by far match of the year we finally got a night session in new york worth worth talking about like that's definitely a memorable one one thing i want to say and then we can get to the slate and then maybe like talk about this match some more later a lot of people are not happy with the results. I understand that. Elena Rabakina definitely has more fans. She's a fan favorite. If you're on Twitter, I'm sure you're aware or familiar with my beef. Uh, with the tennis letter. Uh, the tennis letter, sorry. That obnoxious ass account. Who, no matter who wins, no matter what happens always has something good to say will just suck the winner's dick hmm? shove their noses 10 inches up their ass get it all brown and then write a tweet for Jabor even though she won on some bullshit yesterday for Kasatkina even though she won on some bullshit yesterday Vozniaki you know it Coco Goff Ego of course Zachary you know it Sorry, Cristea gets the biggest win of the tournament in the match of the tournament. Performance of the tournament. And go look at their tweet. Go just look at the general sort of reaction on Twitter. Like, you can... You can sort of get the vibe. Not a lot of people are happy with this. I don't know why. Or I don't know how you could not be impressed. Happy, satisfied. You got good tennis. It was an amazing win. She's a lovely human being. Are, are people really that sad that Elena Rabakina lost? That can't just be it. Safe, what are you sort of insinuating here? What are you implying? Honestly, I'm not quite sure what I'm what I'm actually suggesting, but food for thought. I think a lot of tennis fans, especially female tennis fans, and even some males, but of, of course for different reasons. I feel like a lot of female tennis fans love Iga so much, Coco, Layla, the likes. Because they themselves, the fans, those women, are losers. And their entire lives, nobody really looked at them or considered them or thought highly of them. They were probably bullied by prettier girls that were cooler and... And just funnier and more popular than them. Uh, they were probably um, overlooked for certain jobs in their career to a girl that was that had a bolder personality than them or had personality period aka a bad bitch. And these women throughout their entire lives probably lived in the shadows of uh, other women whether whether they are other like like better looking women smarter women more desirable women more talented women badder women if you know what i mean and now that they're tennis fans and they look at the girls on the tour they notice a lot of similarities with players like ego Like weird girls. Iga, Layla, Zachary. When they see a Benchich and a Daniel Collins and Ostapenko, a Sabalenko, they're traumatized, they are reminded and traumatized of all the women in their lives since they were children that were better than them and probably bullied them. And probably went on to have the lives the boyfriends, the husbands, the careers, the good fortune and success that these women wish they had. That's why they're not going to root for them. 
I honestly feel like that's how it is. That's why Layla has fans, period. Because they see a little girl anxious as fuck. Fucking weird energy. And it's like, oh my god, like, I see myself in her, I am just like that. Like, I'm so insecure about myself, but look at Layla, so is she, I love her for that. They can relate to that. Like an anxious sort of loser of, you know, who's, who, who sort of like hates the world, they, they can definitely relate to that. When see, when they, so, like average little fucking weird girls, right? But when they see a Sabalenka, a Corsaya, Ostapenko, Bencic, Collins, etc. They can't relate to that for shit. It's actually the opposite. Like a confident, powerful, a batter bitch. They can't relate to that at all. No shot. In fact, not only can they not relate to that, personally... These are the same women. She relates them to the same women from their own lives that ruined their lives. It's it's honestly envy. It's honestly envy. And I'm so fucking sure of this. I'm, I'm like 100% sure of this. I honestly think... And there's no way, again, of knowing I'm right or wrong. So I'm not, I'm not telling you that I'm right. Or this is exactly how it is. I'm just saying this is what I think. And I... I actually fully believe this. That's the best I can say. And on that same token, you can't tell me I'm wrong either. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, we'll just never know. I'm not saying I'm right. But also, you can't tell me I'm wrong. Because there's just no way of knowing. But I actually do believe this. Completely. I can just imagine so many girls in their sort of internal dialogue. They'll have these... Uh, sort of intrinsic conversations with themselves and they'll you know be watching Ego or Layla or whoever Coco it's like oh my god this girl has no confidence like I can just tell she has such low self-belief <laughs> oh my god like I'm exactly like her <laughs> you know what I mean and then you know they look at Collins like oh my god she's so fearless she's such a bad bitch like she does not care how can they relate to that Deep down, they wish they were like that. They wish they were her. They wish they had what it took to be able to go out there like that, carry yourself like that, and just be, just be a fucking boss-ass bitch. They wish they were like that. They look at the... little girls with no personality, very low self-confidence, no character, bland personality. And they can completely relate with them. It's like they're looking at a younger, maybe fitter version of themselves. And that's how I feel about why Sori Cristeo, Benchit, Savalenka, etc. People don't really wish the best for her. And why they're not promoted and shoved down our throats. Because the average person, or at least the average tennis fan, can't relate to them. Yo, bad, like, boss-ass bitches in the real world, uh, unfortunately, they don't watch tennis. You know what I mean? They're, they're busy doing other things. How about that? And you know what I'm talking about. Other things, like, you know what? They're living it up all the way up, right? That's my theory, honestly. Like, uh, if you just think about it, that's... Uh, the U.S. Open themselves, the their Twitter, the WTA, Tennis Letter. All these people who are the, for a lot of casuals around the world, online, on social media, on Twitter. That is sort of their source. You know what I mean? And after the match, and this look, you, like, there's no, like, this is actually a fact. There is no way you can disagree with this. This was a huge fucking win today by Sori Cristeo. And this was a great fucking match. And the level was so high, there's no denying that. Like, that's a fact. A stone-cold fact. And there was sort of a reaction, like the vibe afterwards. Because, you know, they make those tweets, right? Announcing you know, the final result, who won. 
you know, shit like that. You you know about the you know you, I'm sure you know the posts that I'm talking about. They they were just so like you could just feel how pissed they are. You could just feel how pissed they are. And look, the sport of tennis, how is it gonna The sport of tennis should be way more popular than it should, first of all. And when you think of, like, the average tennis fan, a lot of them are nerds, soccer moms, LGBT. Or, like, you know, my weird-ass auntie and my 80-year-old neighbor. That's These are your tennis fans. And... I think as a sport or as a governing body, you know, as the U.S. Open, like you can definitely have a, a sort of impact on, you know, bringing in new fans or sort of diversifying your audience, just uh, reaching new sort of uh, demographics, new sort of uh, types of fan, different different kinds of people. Okay, because uh, if you're trying to, if you're, tr if you want your sport to not only survive but thrive with just uh, LGBT, weird-ass soccer moms, and my 80-year-old neighbor, then you're fucked. This is not sustainable. Right? And clearly, I don't know if they themselves are not happy about this because of Sori Cristea herself, for example, but it seems like they just want certain players to do well. It's not that they don't want others to fail it's just they just want Zachary, Coco, Iga, Unz, Bia, Maria, Zachary, Badosa, Kara Vozniaki they just want them winning fucking everything right like they just want to fucking spam tweets go crazy Kasakina you know they just want to sp spam fucking content of those players of those players wins highlights etc why though like why do they want that Two things, because uh, these uh, people behind the, the media, the directors, the uh, administrators, just the people all involved with these sort of accounts, etc. They are all losers themselves. They are pathetic human beings themselves who, uh, you know, fall into the description that I described earlier. All their lives, like probably like when they were in, in all, the, all the way back when, when they were in school. Girls like Collins, Ostapenko, Kristea Bencic came and stole their lunch from them. Uh, and told them shit like, sorry, you can't sit with us. You know, so now, 20 years later, they're uh, working for the WTA or working for the US Open. And, and now they're sort of, maybe subconsciously, maybe, you know, very unintentionally, they're, they're sort of unaware of this. They, they are now sort of getting their revenge in a way or just they, they hate them. They really hate them. That's, that's one theory. The second theory is, is that they know who the fans like but if you keep with the Iga Fionte, Kasatkina, Uns Jabur, Zachary, Coco, Bia, Karavozniak, like these, like this same like type of player, your sport will not grow and will eventually die. You cannot, as a sport, as a as a governing body, as a big fucking what's the word? As a big fucking player in the game, and I mean like, like how do I say this? As a, as a big fucking part of the sport, man. Okay, you cannot fucking thrive. Uh, this is not a sustainable model. Like the LGBT, like super weird moms and their sisters, like like just weird aunties. Like isn't that your average tennis fan and just like some proper nerds? And just ancient motherfuckers. Like 80 year olds and shit. Like how's your sport gonna grow? Honestly as a tennis fan. I hate that I am a tennis fan. Not because of tennis. But because of what my fellow tennis fans are. And what they look like. And what they like. And what they believe in. I think this is a very serious issue. The sport is kind of dying. 
after a win and you can tell I'm pissed you can tell I'm annoyed today I'm actually very annoyed I've, I've seen a castle I mean I keep coming back to this castle Kina announced Jabor yesterday three set wins you know same deal lesser opponents they were both fucking favorites a huge deal warrior fighter keeps on like come on that, that shit pissed me off now it pisses me off even more that when someone actually deserves it when someone really pulled off the performance of the of of the year and the performance of that player's lifetime that's a match of her fucking life honestly this might be the biggest win of her career really if you think about it probably the biggest crowd the biggest stadium she's ever played in one of the best players she's ever played, surely, and she beat her. To make, after 15 tries, to make her first ever fourth round at the U.S. Open. And, and, Uns Jabor beats Noskova, an 18-year-old, and Sonia Kennan should have beat Kasatkina. Somehow that fucking witch came through, and you are going crazy on the timeline. Your sport is fucking dying. I hate that I'm a fan of your sport. I hate that I'm here. And what, what what really what I really hate and pisses me off is that I know I'm not going anywhere. And I know that I'm going to stick around and I know it's going to get worse. And I know that the sport's eventually going to die. Uh you need new fans. You need more fans, but you definitely need new sort of fans. Why does no one care about tennis? They just try and shove the same handful of players down our fucking throats. Like, okay, all the losers out there who kind of like sports, I'm sure they are now tennis fans. I'm sure that, you know, at this point they've seen Kasatkina, they've seen Zachary, they've seen Leila, Coco, Ego. They've seen all these fucking losers, these insecure, low-confident females that they can totally relate to. They've seen all that. So now what? Is it like a, like an attitude thing? Is it the character? Like are Ostapenko and Collins bad role models? I don't think so. At all, for me. I think they're amazing. I would love my, my daughter, if I had a daughter, to grow up to be like an Ostapenko, a Muguruza type. A Suri Kristeja, a Bencic, a Sabalenka, even a Rabakina. A lot of these uh, parents currently, and a lot of these little girls also, are gonna grow up and be like Ego, Coco, Layla. And this is what I mean when I say it's only gonna get worse. Tennis as a sport should be way more popular than it is. It should be way more popular than it is. Especially for these slams, like I know they're big, but they're not, they're not that big. Is it to do with like the like how it's a high class sport and you know like the fans can't go crazy like at a football game for example football I mean football soccer I don't know is it lacking that sort of like ultra fan or like the the hooliganism you know what I mean the, is, is it lacking that is that why it can't really grow do people prefer that and tennis is you know too much etiquette it's too proper um, you know what I mean? Is that why? I don't know. It's a lot to think about, and it honestly, really bothers me. Cause, is it like, say, if you're just sad, Sorikir Stay isn't getting her credit? Well, that too, yeah. But it's it's a lot of other things. Well, that's the main reason, actually. But there there are layers, right? There are layers to it. Okay, so okay, yes, I am very very annoyed that they sort of didn't make a big deal that sorry about sorry Kirstea's win because sorry Kirstea deserves her credit this was an amazing win and you should appreciate her and give her her credit sort of put it out there let the people know right 
And then it's the question of, well, why didn't they make a bigger deal? And that's, you know, and then why, and then how, and then what do we do about this? And then we end up here. It's a, it's a pretty complex issue. Like I said, it's very layered. I'm telling you, man, these people, they love their losers. If it was someone like Madison Brengel today, just a weird fucking lady that all these women out there in the world, these tennis fans can relate to, like a Madison fucking Brengel, like, oh my God, she looks just like me. You know what I mean? Just some fucking woman you saw at Walmart. Like, yeah, that's Madison Brengel. If Madison Brengel did what Sori Kristea did today, uh, uh, they would still be tweeting about it. If someone like Kai Kanepi, like, just some odd, weird fucking human being, you know what I mean? Did this shit, they'd be going. They would still be tweeting about it. And that's the shit that makes me fucking sick, man. Sorry, Kristea was amazing. And I need you to trust me. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to emphasize this, but I know I can't. I wish I had the, the, the reach and the platform, honestly, because she really does deserve her credit. And people really need to fucking know. You watch a woman like Sori Kristea play tennis, that performance, and you really put someone on? They'll be a fan for life, man. Because her style, her intensity, like that is true intensity. That is true competitiveness. Don't tell me that Kasatkina Jabur bullshit, man. I don't know how the fuck they even win a match. Forget ma many matches. Forget yesterday against players who actually had them by the tits. Makes me fucking sick, man. Anyway, so to sort of completely move on, move on from that topic. <laughs> I was listening to yesterday's episode um, on like two times speed, um, and I realized that I said that today I'm gonna talk about the ATP in a second. Like we'll finally look at those matches, and then at the end of the episode, I just <laughs> completely like. You know what I mean? Just looked at the women's and they said, oh, okay, well, you know what? That's all for today. <laughs> you should have said something. You should have reminded me. I mean, I actually, no, no, like, I mean, it totally slipped my mind because, like, I never do it. But I actually genuinely meant it when I said, like, I actually wanted to look at those matches and talk about them. Um, so to sort of make up for that, now we are going to go through the matches of today. Friday, and we will look at the women's, we will look at the men's, then at the end of the episode, we will, uh, um, you know, look at tomorrow's, both men's, men's and women's matches, uh, and hopefully I don't forget this time, okay, but here we go. Okay, so today actually started with a really, really good match that I actually, at this point, I totally forgot about, it feels like forever ago, but it was this morning, or yesterday morning, I guess, because we're definitely into tomorrow now, Mukova, Taylor Townsend, honestly, Taylor Townsend had herself a week. Again, that's one player that's actually really intense, a proper competitor. Um, honestly, it's not that she's, uh, you know, out of shape or larger. It's nothing to do with that. I think it's just a matter of level and, and true match rhythm and preparedness. You know what I mean? But she definitely has the level and the hunger and the drive. But Mukova was clearly a, a cut above. Mukova today was actually, I would say, her best match and performance so far. The way she sort of clutched it up. She was down early and, and, and you know what? Mukova had to be close to her very best, if not at her very best. And she had to be very clutch because otherwise she didn't, she would have lost. Or at least she, she wouldn't have won in straights. Mukova 7-6-6-3 over Townsend. Great match, by the way. I think it was on Grandstand or 17. Oh, it was on Armstrong. All right. Um, yeah, definitely didn't feel like a like a big crowd, but what a match. What a performance. Mukova on her way, as they would say. Good win. Also in the early window during the, the Mukova match, but I, I won't lie to you. I didn't watch a single point. Xinyu Wang wins another match from a set down, 4-6-6-3-6-2 against Shmidlova. Mukova is her next round opponent. Xinyu Wang out of nowhere in the fourth round of the slam, probably thanks to Sakari. Right? Her three opponents so far to get to the second week were Volinets, Soribas Tormo, and Shmidlova. Seems like a lineup you'd get in a 
like a 250 in Germany or something, right? Nevertheless, two wins from a set down, that's uh, pretty good. And it wasn't really particularly close in the end. So good stuff from her. Ego back on her bullshit. 6-love, six 6-1. Six her second 6-love, six 6-1. Uh, against her quote-unquote best friend on tour, Kaya Yuvan. Uh, I think Kaya Yuvan was a little extra shit today. Like, couldn't keep up at all. Just the pace. Everything was just too much for her. Uh, yeah. And Ego was actually pretty fucking good today. Actually, though. Uh, serving, returning. Uh, you know, was missing way less. Hitting really fucking big. Just actually looking aggressive. Finished points quickly. 50-minute uh, match, 24-minute first set, I believe. 6-love, uh, 6-1. How about that? Ostapenko went to war. Now, I, I keep saying... Because, look, Ostapenko Iga's next. We finally got it. We finally got it. It's here. It's coming. It's happening. 19 months later. By the way... The last time e uh, Ostapenko and Iga played, Ostapenko won. And that loss for Iga was her last loss for the next 37 matches. That's when she ripped those 37 matches. Um, like Doha, the Sunshine Double, uh, Stuttgart, the French, Rome, all that shit. Bang, 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 bang. Uh, she won all that shit. Um, and then lost to Elise at Wimbledon, right? So... Yeah. Would you guys take an Ostapenko win here if it means Iga will win her next 37 matches? <laughs> Honestly, I would. Would you accept that trade? Like, I guarantee, like, Ostapenko will beat Iga here, but then Iga will win her next 37 matches on tour. Do you accept? Honestly, I'm saying yeah. Honestly. Ostapenko acted funny. This isn't a match that, that should have went to three sets. Iga's the one that made the statement. Ostapenko probably should have been the one to make the statement. But it's coming. You know what? Fuck it. It's coming. It's happening. Does Ostapenko look good? I mean, she doesn't have to. But I mean, she doesn't look bad. She doesn't look great. But that's probably a good thing, honestly, in a way. Doesn't really make sense. You want her to be playing her best with the getting like like easy fucking wins. But honestly, for Ostapenko, someone that's so sort of unique, so one of one, it honestly might be a good thing that she isn't she hasn't played her best yet. Cause that way at least you know her best is yet to come. Hopefully it comes against ego. Here we go. Jen Brady was 6-4, 2-love against Wozniaki. She lost. That is the third match for me this tournament that I lose from a set and 2-love up. And the second match in the last 24 hours, Sonia Kennan did the same. She was 6-2, 2-love up and lost. So that's always uh, a lot of fun. That's very good to see. Uh, I definitely enjoy those a lot. Uh, Wozniaki won 10 of the last 11 games. Looked so easy for her. Uh, again, she's a... Like, look, I told you, like, as soon as she sees... She's a proper rat. She's a proper rat, a proper pusher. Whenever she sees her opponent's level drop, and they're, like, kind of, like, start playing like shit, and it's noticeable, Wozniaki just transcends. These rats, they just transcend. They transform. They start playing their best tennis. And I'm, I'm about to get even more sick in a second, so I'm just going to save it. I'm just going to save it. I'm sort of going to keep it in for a second. You can tell I'm holding back a little bit. I have a lot on my chest. I'm just going to keep it in, and, and there's a few 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 more matches, and then I will talk about that one match. And maybe even next segment, when we look at the draw, I promise you I will fucking release everything. But here we go. Coco Goff, 3-6, love against Elise Mertens. My prediction was 6-4, love. And honestly, if you exclude that first set, I was pretty fucking close. 6-3, six, 6-love. Six uh, the sets that Coco won. 
not quite 646 love. Um, nevertheless, she covered minus five and a half if, if you went for that. So how about that? Belinda Benchett, 762663 over Julin. That was honestly a hell of a match. Julin didn't give anything away, wasn't making it easy at all. Honestly played really, really fucking well against uh, Benchich. Benchich, this is like her first mm, sort of uh, match where she sort of got tested a little bit. I don't want to call it a big win. It was in terms of uh, performance performance i guess or given the events of the match it was like that's a solid win for sure and considering zulin's form also but if you look at like sort of the names that she's beaten um you know zulin's not the biggest name doesn't have to be she was playing great um but that's not the point i'm making i'm trying to see who our first round opponent was does anyone know i know second round miyazaki who did benchage play round one Oh, Rachimova? Yeah, so, so so far for Benchich, Rachimova, Miyazaki, Zulin. Uh, those first two matches, she wins in her sleep. Today, she had to sort of respond, and she did. Um, yeah. Good, but here's the thing, though. Benchich, out of nowhere, like she, like, she can play. Her and Keys, I said this. Like, she can definitely play. And Sori Kristea beat Rabakana match of the fucking year i'm telling you man six three six seven six four uh and like i was saying she served better uh, all the serving numbers were better than rabakana um sorry had four aces three double faults rabakana had three aces four double faults more percent uh more percentage of first serves in or a higher percentage i guess of first serves in uh a higher percentage of second serves in a highest percent a higher percentage of first serve points won. The only one is she had a lower percentage than Rabakana in second serve points one. What a player. She broke Rabakana six times. Rabakana broke her stay of four times. Yo, please do me a favor, just tell them that was a match of the year and performance of the year if anyone asks. You know, and even if they didn't ask, just just call someone right now. Please do me this right now. Call or text anyone you know right now and tell them, yo, last night was match of the year and Sori Kirstea won. Performance of the year. Or best match I've seen all year. Sori Kirstea was incredible. What a fucking performance. Something like that. Just do that for me. Thank you. Appreciate it. If they ask you like, yo, who asked? Or like, bro, I don't fucking care. Just tell them, yo, Safe told me to tell you this. That's it. Okay, and for the men's matches from today, feels weird uh, sort of talking about these. Tommy Paul, what a scoreline. 6-1, 6-love, 3-6, over Fokino. Wow, Tommy Paul looking uh, pretty okay. But Fokino, though, what a result, huh? Ben Shelton beat Karatsev, 6-4, 3-6, 6-2, Honestly, Benny Shelton, like, you know me, I'm... No, I'm good. Like, he's... Uh... Yeah, I'm good. No thank you on that, but decent win for him, I guess. Manorino, 6-4, or I guess Tiafo, sorry. 4-6-6-2-6-3-7-6 against Manorino. Bad loss for Manorino. This is honestly a match that you should be able to win. Tiafo ain't shit. But, you know, all these Americans winning today. Tiafo, Shelton, Paul, Fritz... <sighs> okay. Excuse me. Uh, also happens in the men's, not only the women's, but Zhang Shishen, Shi Chichen, Chichen, Shizhen, Zhang Chichen, Zhang Chichen, Zhang Chichen. Yeah, I think I got it. Um, after beating Casper Rude, lost to a man called Rinki Hijikata. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Uh, but don't worry, neither do I. Uh, Hijikata took it 6-3, 6-3, How bad does Kasper Rude look today, huh? Yeah. Dominic Stricker followed up his win against Stefanos Tsitsipas. Uh, he beat bum-ass Benjamin Bonzi. 
one of the biggest bitches I know. How's that? That's a whole lot of bees, huh? Bum ass Benjamin Bonzi, one of the biggest bitches I know. How about that? Someone put that on a t-shirt. Or like a hat. Fuck. Uh, Stricker12675763662. Jakob Mensik, the Czech Isner, lost to Taylor Fritz, Taylor Fritz 161626Love. Um, Taylor Fritz, uh, he's in his EGA era, but not because of the, these uh, bakery products, you know, breadstick and bagel and a 6-2 in the middle. Uh, but this draw for Taylor Fritz, this is very EGA. This is very EGA. Steve Johnson, uh... In the first round, I'm pretty sure just last week, uh, Steve Johnson was in my back garden planting some seeds. I think uh, he was trying to grow some oranges or something. Just last, just last week, I think, in my in my back garden. Swear to God, he was there. Second round, uh, Varias, Juan Varias. I mean, U.S. Open, huh? A hardcore slam. Uh, Juan Varias in the second round and then today I think it was a 17 or 18 year old Jakob Menzik I mean it doesn't get more Igesh Fiancic than this right um, and I saw people saying he's looking good looking scary I mean <laughs> he fucking better considering who he's playing right because if he wasn't looking good or scary against these fucking players then we'd have a problem because then, so then this is just unacceptable I mean Steve Johnson, the guy's a fucking gardener. Pretty sure he mowed my lawn. All he's about to pull up on Tuesday, and mow my lawn. Mhm. Mm Varias shouldn't be allowed to leave South America. I don't know what he's doing in the U.S. He should not be allowed to leave the South American continent. And then some thirteen-year-old or eighteen-year-old. Sorry. How about that? Borna Goyo, the Croatian Isner, uh, beat Yuri Vesely 6-4, 6-3, And then Djokovic did Djokovic things. Um, just in the last two or three years, I can... How many times has Djokovic came down from two sets to love? Laszlo Jira honestly played pretty well in the first two sets. He was great in the decider. He was honestly pretty good. Despite being fatigued mentally and physically, and uh, apart from the first couple games where he, you know, he got broke real early, but he honestly, like, it was, he played good, man. He played good. You know, like I said, he would have beaten a lot of players today with that sort of performance. Mm-hmm. A uh, couple matches that Djokovic has won from two sets to love down at a slam. Uh, well, obviously it's at a slam if he's coming back from two sets down. Uh, but Sinner last year at Wimbledon, uh, you want to say Mosetti at the French, Tsitsipas at the French Open final. Shit's fucking incredible, man. Djokovic in his career has more wins from two sets to love down than Jerry does from two sets to love up. Let that sink in. So in the top half of the draw, here are our fourth. Here are our fourth round matchups. Iga versus Ostapenko. The time has come. Nineteen months later, like I said, the winner in the quarters will face either Vozniaki or Goff. Now let's talk about that. Let's talk about that Vozniaki and Goff. So Goff gets, you know, in the in the sort of like in the you know nice round, the second round gets Mira and Driva big win without the sort of big opponent it has that big win feel without it actually being a tough or a big match in general um but she'll get the credit for beating for for you know winning a big match quote unquote right and then elise mertens whatever uh, avoided danielle collins people say like dude it's not her fault that danielle collins like didn't make it there i'm not saying it's her fault i'm just saying what happened I think it's noteworthy. It's worth mentioning. I have to sort of explain how, how these things happen, right?
Avoids Kvitova, avoids Jen Brady, gets Wozniaki. Wozniaki, after beating Kvitova, after beating Jen Brady, what do you think she's gonna do against Coco Golf? Exactly. She's gonna bend over. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, after pulling off two huge wins, you know? Fighter, oh my god, she's so good. She's still so good. Like three years, she hasn't even played a slam. Gave birth to two kids. When she, when it comes to Coco Goff, you'll see. Coco Goff is going to cover minus five and a half again. This match is going to be much easier than Elise Mertens. Yes. And the outrage that's going to come, like... I'm fine. Like, this is the shit that makes me sick, man. Because people will get carried away. They'll get it twisted. Like, I know Coco Goff is going to win. And honestly, like, I'll take it over Wozniaki. Because I'm tired of seeing that, that bitch with her loose ass fucking pussy showing in that ridiculous outfit that she's wearing. I'm tired of all that shit, honestly. I'm just annoyed at the outrage that we're going to get. What the What the tweets will look like for, you know... For the next sort of 17 hours after that match. And probably more. But hopefully, you know what? Ego, Coco. Ego better do the damn thing, man. I would much... Ego, Coco, I'm... When Ego plays against Coco, Uns, Kasatkina, those three, I am the biggest... And, and Sakri. I am the biggest Ego fan in the entire planet. By far, I am an Eganator to the heart. To the, to the core, bro. To the bone. When she plays against Coco. Uns. Dario. Maria. Hopefully, it's Ostapenko. And I hope Ost if Ostapenko can curb stomp Sviantek. And then rock Coco Goff. Right in the fucking face. Whew. What a day, huh? Just too good to be true, I think. But, I mean, please, God, I pray to you. If you exist, if you if you can hear me, if you are listening, please, just one time, make it happen. Ostapenko beating Iga in the fourth round. And then beating Coco Goff 6-3-6-1 in the quarters. Please. Just once. I've definitely seen crazier shit happen. This isn't even that crazy. So that's the potential quarterfinal from quarter number one. In quarter number two, in the fourth round, we have Sori Kirstea versus Bencic. What a fucking match. Just to look at their head to head real quick. Kirstea leads two games to one. Two, two matches to one, I guess. Two wins to one. Um, U.S. Open last year, Bencic won in three sets. Um, but Cincinnati last year, Kirstea won in three sets. And then 2021, in one of those Melbourne tournaments, pre-Aussie Open, Kirstea won in straights. Mm -hmm. Winner will face either Mukova or, yeah, it's uh, winner faces Mukova. Mukova in the fourth, fourth round has Shin Yu Wang. If Mukova loses to Shin Yu Wang, I'm going to stop watching tennis. If Sabalenka loses to Kasatkina or Greet Minin or Clara Burel, I will stop watching tennis. And like I promised you yesterday, that's on everything. I swear to you. I'm done. If Mukova loses to Shin Yu Wang... And doesn't make the quarter to face either Kirstea or Bencic, I'm done. I'm out of here. And if Sabalenka doesn't make the quarterfinal in her in her draw, and faces like Ons or Buskova or whatever, and instead loses to Clara Burel or Kasatkina or Greet Minin, I'm done, man. If either of those things happen, I'm out of here. That's it. So potential uh, quarterfinal then Kirstea Mukova. Wow. Bencic Mukova, wow.
In the bottom half of the draw then, quarter number three. That was uh, quarter number two, by the way. So quarter number one, like Ostapenko, Coco, for example, Iga, Coco, um, some like that. Quarter number two, Kirstea, Mukovo, Bencic, Mukovo. In quarter number three and four, we got to wait till these third round matches tomorrow, huh? Yeah. Yo, is it even worthy, worth looking at the men's draw? Okay, fine, we'll look at it. Um, we'll start from the bottom. So, into the fourth round, Djokovic, Borna Goyo. Winner will face either Taylor Fritz or Dominic Stricker. Taylor Fritz, he really is, like I was saying, on his Iga, in his Iga Svantec era. Avoided Tsitsipas, uh, but gets Dominic Stricker instead. You know that's going to be three sets to love for Taylor Fritz. So, we can expect a Taylor Fritz, Djokovic, quarterfinal. In quarter number three, Tommy Paul versus that boy Ben Shelton. Hmm. Winner faces Tiafo or Renki Hijikata. So it looks like uh, Tommy Paul, Ben Shelton, it'll be for the winner of that. That's an all-American affair, right? Uh, looks like that'll be followed up by another all-American affair in the quarterfinal uh, versus Tiafo. So it'll either be Tommy Paul, Tiafo, Ben Shelton, Tiafo, uh, for a spot in the semis against Djokovic, probably. Hmm. For tomorrow's matches, then, starting with the women's, first up, Sabalenka versus Clara Burel. Last year, Clara Burel impressed, um, also making the th uh, third round, I think. Uh, she beat Rabakina on the way, got to Sabalenka, lost 6 love, 6 2. I'm fully expecting the same here again this year. I'm very tempted to bet under 18 and a half. This, that might be a last-minute decision for me, but I don't see how Clara Buell can win more than six games. So you're telling me 6-3, six, 6-3, three, six, three, and the under still cashes? That's insane. That's insane. Derek asked, Kina Greetmanen, I really don't give a fuck, and I'm so disgusted. I hope Greetmanen can do something crazy. Honestly, I'd love that. Madison Keys, Samsonova, what a match. Low-key, Samsonova, I think people somehow, this time of year, every year, there are just some whispers going around about how she's a contender or something like that. I don't see it. Um, I was the one whispering that Madison Keys might be a contender, but Montreal, Cincy, um, bad performances, lingering injuries, etc., but so far, quietly, she's been playing very well, and I think this will sort of be uh, her her like mini coming out party, or like sh that's this is when she'll make her announcement, like I'm fucking here, bitches, you know, some like that. Madison Keys, it's basically a pick'em, by the way. Madison Keys should be good. Svitolina Pagula is a rematch from Washington, where. Um, Svitolina was actually looking incredible, uh, but Pagula beat her in three sets. This time around, I think Pagula takes this one in straight sets. How about that? Pagula, I think, uh, Loki has been playing very well. A lot of baby food opponents. Uh, say what you like about Camilla Georgi, but yeah, big name, but ultimately baby food for a girl like Jessie. And uh, she's definitely starting to play like a top player, I think. I think she is a top player. I think she is a top contender for sure. I think Pagula is about to fucking snap and just show people that, yeah, I'm here. Wait, did that sound like her? Yo, I actually think that actually really sounded like her. Can can someone like rewind that or play that back? Because I actually didn't even mean to sound like her. I just meant to do like a girl voice, but I feel like that really did sound like her. 
Anyway, Pagula, minus 4.5 straight sets. All that good stuff looks uh, very good to me. I like the minus 4.5 the most, honestly. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, in case any funny business in three sets or whatever, I think uh, no matter what, Pagula should be able to cover that number. Yeah, should be good. Junction Wen versus Lucia Bronsetti. Um, it's not that I saw Lucia Bronsetti making the fourth round. I just really, 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 really couldn't see Junction Wen making it. So it's gonna have to be a Bronsetti. Bronsetti low key playing really well out of fucking nowhere, like I said, coming into the US Open, or I guess the week before. She had lost 10 or 11 matches on hard in a row. And then beats Krijikova, beats one of the best players in the world, Evelise. I mean, who the fuck is Junction Wen compared to those two, right? Say what you want, but I think this is an insane line. Lucia Branzetti to win a set at plus 140 is insane. Plus 400 to win the match is ridiculous. Plus five and a half games is asinine. But yeah, should be good. Big Dick Stearns versus Katie Bolter. You know what it is. You know what it is. One player shouldn't even be here. One player, I think, feels... It feels like they're ready to really make some moves and uh, in, in sort of a general sense, like not here, like really start to just start making some noise start doing a little bit more a little bit better i'm not gonna say who is who uh, but one player definitely shouldn't even be here uh don't know how the fuck they got here and one other player i think uh yeah again might be some sort of announcement or a coming out party Mm-hmm. match of the day i think or is it Honestly, a lot of good matches. Look, four or five, I think... Honestly, a lot of these matches are good, except for Kasatkina and Greetmanen, I think. Every single one of these matches, I think, are pretty good. It's pretty good. How's that for De Niro? Am I getting better or worse? They're pretty good. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. No, that was bad. That's pretty good. That was good. That was, that was pretty good. <laughs> okay. No... Uns, Buskova, I think for me personally, might be match of the day, but there are definitely a couple of contenders. And with this sort of line, I think they really know what's about to happen here. Um, Buskova, I've been talking, talking her up all week. Uns Jabur has been barely getting by all week. I hope Buskova continues to roll. Honestly, some of her wins, if you look at Buskova, like, score lines, insane. Sorry, one second. Oh, yeah, never mind. 7-5-6-4 against uh, Ashton Kruger in the first. But 6-1-6-2 versus Martic is insane. She hasn't dropped a set. Buskova in straights against Unz? But that one, uh, that plus 120 for Buskova is really telling, I think. That tells the whole story, I think. Um, so I know what I'm going to do. Do you? Last but not least, this actually might be match of the day. Alexandrova, who is finally looking good. And actually, she's always generally looked good. But but I guess I, I, I really meant to say, like, she's finally playing well like she's winning that's all that matters i hope it can continue i think it could von Drusova hasn't really been tested she beat like ha hanai lei or whatever in the first round and then trevisan in the second um very dominant commanding wins in both those matches but alexandrova might be a little different right and I think Alexandrova definitely has what it takes to beat Von Drusova. I think this match will be a banger. Uh, this is a night sesh match. Same with Uns Buskova. Um, so I think both of th those are definitely good selections.
And man, oh man, Buskovo and Onstjabor to open play uh, on Arthur Ashe and the Night Sesh. And then on Armstrong, second up is Alexandra von Rusva. How about that? Those are good. Those are very, very good. And I'm assuming like Carlos and uh, like Stan Sinner. It has to be right uh, for the men's. But yeah, anyway, I just actually looked at the schedule and saw the court and allocations for the men's. That is fucking insane. But we'll get to that in a second. But anyway, Alexandrovo, Von Drusova, what a match. I think I think that'll be a banger for sure. Should be super close. I can't wait. Honestly, it's getting good, right? You can feel it. I know I said Friday. Well, Friday was good. It delivered. I think from here on out, I think every single match or every single day and most of these matches, let's put it that way, should deliver, right? Should be good. It's getting exciting. Um, here we go. Let's look at the men's matches for tomorrow. Michael Moe versus Draper. Um, Michael Moe, out of nowhere, sometimes like he plays well, I guess. Do I think he's that good? No. Uh, beat Khashinov in straights. Beat Isner in five. Uh, those are two like pretty good wins, but he's a sizable underdog against uh, Draper. I think for a reason, no? Um because Mo really ain't all that, although those were like two impressive wins on paper, right? Um, but Draper is yet to drop a set. Radu Albo in the first, like, yeah, okay, but Hercotch in straights in the second. Of course, a lot of rumors of Hercotch catching that illness and being feeling a little under the weather, but... Um, what are my thoughts on this match? Honestly... Every time I think of Draper, I think of injuries um, and just not being fully fit. But I definitely think he should beat Michael Moe. I know it's not crazy. That's not a crazy take or anything. He's a favorite. He probably will win, should win. Uh, but apart from that, I have no real thoughts on this match. Carlos Alcaraz and Dan Evans is not a night sesh match. And Stan versus Sinner is not... A night sash match again. Somehow, Medvedev is on center court or what? A one of the bigger courts for for the night sash, which is a bit of a head scratcher. You had him against O'Connell like on Thursday, right? Sabita Baez. I know he's in incredible form, but like, uh, is he on a 12-match win streak? Sabita Baez. I mean, that could be good, I guess. But Dimitrov Zverev. That's. Uh, but anyway, uh, Carlitos versus uh, Cocaine Evans. The total being over 28.5 is uh, very tempting for me. Honestly, Daniel Evans is a... He has cojones. Not a lot of level, but like he... Like, he won't back down, I think. But, I mean, obviously a huge skill gap. And, yeah, I feel like Daniel Evans might be too much of a pusher, but I don't know. 28.5... Tempted, very tempted. That line seems too low and too big of an overreaction based on, you know, Carlos's result versus Lloyd Harris. But anyway, uh, Arnaldi versus Cam Nari. Um, I'm, I'm good, thank you. Um, and same with Arthur uh, Rinderney versus Andre Rublev. It's uh, Rublev spread or under or pass. For me, I probably won't do any of those though. Okay, how is Stan plus 540 against Sinner? You, I really think he's gonna win. Honestly, I'm not even kidding. And I've net like a plus 540 is insane. Am I? Is it crazy to think that or no? Like I'm not buying like Sinner looks great shit. I'm not buying it personally. Like plus 540 is insane. Six and a half games. It's insane. The only reason why I wouldn't play 34 and a half is because I think Stan can win in straights. 6-4, 6-4, What is that? 10, 10, 12, 20, 12, 32. That's under. That's way under, right? Come on. Uh, Nicholas Hattie versus uh, Alex Damon. I'm good, thank you. Sasha versus Dimitrov. Um... To open play on, on the night sesh. 
<sighs> on Armstrong, like, I mean, like, it's a good match, I get it, I guess, giving a chance to other players, I guess that's sort of kind of what I asked for, so, like, yeah, couldn't, there are a lot of good options, honestly, so you could, probably couldn't have went wrong with any of them, um, but I have no interest or thoughts on this match. Sasha minus 250, minus three and a half. I feel like S uh, Sasha should win. And I think the total is a little high, honestly. So I think Sasha is playing some pretty good tennis. And yeah, maybe Dimitrov a little overvalued for beating uh, old man Andy in straights. And I feel like everyone's like pretty low on Sasha at the moment. Even though in Cincy, when he beat Medvedev, like, he was playing some fine tennis. And same with, uh, against Djokovic. So, like, I'm surprised that, you know, three and a half games only? And the total seems really high. So, but minus 250, I think, is an L word. I'm not going to say it, if you want to stick it in a parlay or something. But, yeah. Yeah. And Medvedev, Sabita Baez. Like I said, Sabita Baez, uh, 12 matches he won in a row, I think. Seven of them on hard and five of them um, on clay in Austria. So he's won two titles in a row in the last two tournaments he's played. If he wins the U.S. Open, I might I might call it, honestly. Um, but 30 and a half uh, seems low, no? Can, can Baez win a set? I'd definitely bet that, honestly. But it's not the thinking like, oh, if Chris O'Connell can win a set, then Sabita Baez can definitely do it. Um, that's not how I'm thinking, but I just feel like he's still not getting the respect that he deserves, Baez. I feel like he's playing really fucking good. And some other people will also say, like, dude, this guy's been playing a whole lot of tennis lately. Like, he must be tired. No, that's honestly not how it works. This guy has won 12 matches in a row. That can't be a bad thing. He played Winston-Salem last week and won. Beat Chorich in the final, then beat Chorich here in the first round. Like, these are not bad things, right? Like, how is winning a match bad for you? It's not. Rabakin had a bye in the second round. Oh my god, she's rested. Yeah, but she, uh, she lost. How about that? Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been The Safe Space. I apologize for my extended rant and uh, uh, bad vibes, negativity at the start. I feel like I came out a little low, a little, low, a little slow. Um, but if you stuck around uh, until the end, I feel like I uh, had a better second half. Uh, we made some adjustments at halftime and, uh, and, and definitely finished strongly. So, uh, yeah, great game today. <laughs> in all seriousness thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed the episode i hope you're all doing well i hope you're enjoying the matches i hope your bets are going well speaking of best of luck to us and i'll see you guys tomorrow